Hi, friend. Welcome to Holly's Highlights, a podcast designed to encourage, inspire, and equip you to intentionally live your life full of purpose. I'm your host, Holly Kirby, motivational speaker, leadership cultivator, marketing strategist, and personal cheerleader. Let's check out today's highlight. Some years ago, my mom and dad were at a restaurant for Sunday lunch, and when my mom went to take a sip of her sweet tea, as she always did, she was a sweet tea connoisseur, she spit it out faster than she even sipped it up. Come to find out, instead of sugar in that sweet tea, it was pure lie. My dad quickly rushed my mom to the hospital, and before long, she was intubated and loaded on a life flight helicopter and rushed to the ICU burn unit of a major hospital. I will never forget that feeling standing beside my brother and watching lifelight take off with both of our parents inside. Now, my mom ended up being in a coma and in ICU for about two weeks. And during that time, I was suddenly thrust into the position of needing to help my parents make some transactions at their bank. Well, even though we banked at the same place, I went there and found I couldn't do even the simplest things to help them since I wasn't on their account. Despite doctor's predictions, my mom miraculously survived that poisoning. And as a result of that whole experience, we all suddenly found ourselves in. Shortly after that, my mom got home and she and my dad both added me on various accounts so that I could help in the future should the need ever arise again. Now, obviously, that wasn't a scenario we were planning on, which leads us to recognize National Healthcare Decisions Month with this episode on how to prepare for the unexpected in life. Now, today we're honored to learn from special guest David York, who will help us understand how to prepare as best as we can for these life emergencies. David is an attorney, a certified public accountant, and a managing partner with the Salt Lake City law firm of York, Howell, and Guyman. David practices law in the areas of estate planning, tax, business planning, and nonprofit entities. He's a fellow with the American College of Trust and Estate Council and is the Dean of Legacy with the Purposeful Planning Institute. David has extensive experience in designing and implementing advanced wealth planning strategies for the ultra high net worth clients. David has spoken to hundreds of public groups and professional organizations, including TEDx Salt Lake City, Q Commons, the Million Dollar Roundtable, the AALU National Conference, the Hawaii Tax Institute, the Purposeful Planning Institute, Investments and Wealth Institute, Volmark Member Summit, and the Southeastern Family Office Forum, to name a few. He is the co-author of two books, Entrusted, Building a Legacy That Lasts, and riveted 44 values that changed the world, which actually happened to, after it was released, happened to be the number one business ethics books on Amazon. That's awesome. He also created the game experience Rivets, which helps individuals and families and businesses identify their unique and shared core values to assist them with holistic wealth transfer and effective estate planning and even team building. He has also written for Trust and Estates Magazine, Estate Planning Magazine, and Investments in Wealth Monitor. In 2017, York Hal Guyman was recognized as an Incorporated 5000 company, and David currently serves on the board of directors of Holding Out Help and Healing Nations. He lives in the Salt Lake City area, Utah area, with his wife, Mindy, and their five children, Emma, John, Samuel, Hudson, and Avery. Welcome, David. We are so honored to have you with us today. I really appreciate the chance to get to talk with you, especially about such an important topic of being prepared. Absolutely. Now, in your many years in this industry, what are some of the biggest areas missed by people where they find themselves ill-prepared for the unexpected in life? 
Yeah, you know, it's a, you know the the old adage: if you plan to fail, then or if you fail to plan, then plan to fail, right? And I I like to say it a little differently. You know, be guided by your aspirations and not your assumptions. And I think so often we have certain assumptions. The biggest one being that'll never happen to me. And I always think of the four D's: death, disability, divorce, or disaster. You know, and we think that that's something that'll happen to someone else. But the reality is, and I looked up these stats the other day, if you're 20 years old, women have a 97% chance of making it to age 65 without dying. Men, it's a little bit less, about 93% chance. But actually, it's about a 26% chance that you'll become disabled before age 65. So you're actually, women are seven times more likely to be disabled by 65 than to die. Men, about four times more likely. And yet so often we, we may go buy some life insurance. We may think about doing a will. And yet we're planning for the le- much less likely event to occur, far more likely that we'll have a period of, of temporary or long-term disability. And yet we just don't think of it in those terms. And so, so oftentimes we're unprepared. Right, right. Now, how can we best prepare for some of those emergencies that you mentioned? A couple of things. One is just from a from a legal standpoint, I think it's really critical that you have a medical power of attorney and a living will. Medical power of attorney says, look, if you ever can't make your own current medical decisions, who do you want making those for you? You know, if you're married, that might be an easier decision to have your spouse do that. But what happens if something happens to your spouse? Or if you're single, who do you want directing your medical care? Is that your parents? Is that a sibling? Is that a child of yours? Who do you want in charge of that? Living wills are really critical documents. They say, look, if I'm ever in an end-of-life situation, what do I want to have happen? I, I can just tell you from multiple experiences with my with my clients, it's so much easier to effectuate someone's decisions or wishes than to, to make a decision on their behalf. And so those are two critical documents. Utah actually has a statutory form for those. You can find those uh, literally are free resources on the Internet. And yet so powerful. I also think it's really important, as you mentioned in your opening story, having a good financial power of attorney so that if if something happened to you and you were disabled or out of the country, that you had someone who could make financial decisions on your behalf. Utah also has a good form for that as well. And then the very least, I think it's critical to have a will, especially if you have a minor or disabled child. You know, I have some people who say, well, I don't have a lot in assets. I don't really need a will. And yet they'll have minor children or they'll have a disabled child. And I think it's so critical to have someone in place to be able to make those and care for those people for you if something happened. So the medical power of attorney, living will, and then that financial form, are those the main documents that every listener should have? Yeah. And I think it's important to have a have a will as well. Emergency, uh, disability. Those those are the key documents. Okay, so the the separation of the two, the living will and the will, completely different. Now, I was so thankful that when I was trying to put together all of my stuff, you were so great in helping me put together my estate planning and and so forth. And and one thing I appreciated the most is one your knowledge, but two, I could trust you. I could come to you and just say help, and I could truly trust you in, in helping me set everything up that I needed to and having all those documents ready. Are there any services that are listed? 
listeners should be cautious of taking part in. They're, not everyone does have someone that they can go to and trust to help walk them through it. So I, I just get concerned about scams that could be out there trying to take advantage of people in, in such vulnerable situations. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, that's a really good question. And I'm I, I see this happen way too often, you know, on the disability side, I'll see someone who's, who's facing a temporary disability. There may be companies out there or individuals who promise to help you get government benefits or other things like that, um, or help take your assets and put them in a trust to, to protect it from, from Medicaid spend downs. There are government programs, there are ways to try to protect your assets, but um, oftentimes, one of, to me, one of the biggest indicators of a scam is when people want money up front in exchange for some perceived benefit that you're going to receive, uh, either from the government or, or from others. And so you need to be really careful and do your due diligence, even though you may be in a, a scary time and uncertain time. That, unfortunately, becomes a recipe for, for scam artists or for people who are looking to take advantage of you. So are they promising things that sound unrealistic? Are they looking for funds up front before they perform? Those can be good potential modicums of, of scam. I've seen a lot of IRS scams where people purport to be the IRS. Let me just tell you, the IRS will never call you and ask for money. Everything they do is through correspondence. They actually have developed a pretty good system if you're dealing with the IRS for them, for you to know it's the IRS. And then at death, I've, I've unfortunately seen a lot of cases where families will receive uh, fake bills or fake medical expenses. And it's because people will see obituaries or they'll see notices that someone's died. You know, sometimes it's hard enough to track our own money, much less understand what someone else's bills or expenses are. And so you need to be really leery of that and, and, and just realize any information that you put out on the, the internet, like an obituary, people are actually reviewing that and looking through that. Let me give you, I'll give you a story that was kind of crazy. We, I had a client who they were taking care of their, their parent and they were down in a, it was in another state and the parent was home on hospice and passed away. They called the funeral home. Uh, they came and got the body like at 10 o'clock at night. There was a knock on the door at six o'clock in the morning and it was the police. Uh, and it was actually the police and they were there to help confiscate and destroy uh, prescription pain medication. And they said what had happened is they've been having a rash of problems where they've been having home break-ins because what would happen after someone died, you would say that dad passed away peacefully at home after battling a long illness. What that tells the world is prescription pain medications. Right. Uh, and then the next thing the obituary says is, Hey, by the way, we're going to be out of the house at a viewing from, from on Tuesday mm -hmm. from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. And so people were literally having their homes broken into while they were off at the funeral. And so what we might think is innocuous information, people are actually out there using uh, to take advantage of people in, in vulnerable, difficult situations. I, I know a lot of people nowadays who literally they'll have someone stay at their house during a funeral just to make sure everything's okay to avoid situations like that, which is, it's really tragic, but unfortunately it happens. Wow. Now, most listeners are probably jaw drop right now listening to that story, but it, it's so true. I can relate with that of having a friend who their father passed away. And of course it was the pain medications and home break in for those medications. So it's, 
that's so true. And, and as you mentioned, such a tragedy that that even has to take place. Now, some listeners, I'm sure are just thinking this, this doesn't happen, or this won't happen to me, or I'm too young, or uh, maybe they even think that they're too old to start getting things in order. But what would you say to them as far as you, you mentioned that you can find some of these resources online available for these papers, or you could go into someone like you to help put it all together. What's the best way for people to to utilize some of those uh, research options and opportunities to get everything in order? Age can always be used as an excuse. And instead, we should always see our age as an opportunity. You know, I think when we're young, say, oh, we're too young. We don't have assets. We don't need to worry about those kind of things. When we're old, we think, oh, we're at a stage where uh, we can't do much or can't make a big difference or things like that. And the reality is every stage of life presents opportunities to impact others and to impact our communities. So I always step back a little bit when people talk about age because I think it, it, it it's so often used as an excuse for inaction when really we just either don't know what we want to do or don't know how to address the situation, so we use it as an excuse. But here's what I tell people. Look, if you have money, if you have kids, if you have any assets, or if you think one day you might die or get disabled, then you should probably have a plan, right? right. And you're not actually doing a will for yourself. You're doing a will for your family, when you do these medical or financial powers of attorney, you're, you're really empowering people to help you. And you're actually helping people to make their lives easier, too. So ultimately, we may think about this as financial planning or medical planning. Really, it's an other-centered way of approaching life and approaching what will be one or more inevitable situations that we all face. Now, is this information and, and stuff our listeners need to do, does it need to be updated every so often or once the papers are done, are they good to go? And then where do they store this? Do they give a copy to someone? Do they put it in their bank? What does that look like? Yeah, I, you know, I think it's important anytime you have a major life event, there's a birth or a death or a marriage or divorce or there's a change in assets or you move to a different state, any kind of those major life events, I think necessitate a look at your circumstances and situations. Other than that, honestly, you probably every three years or so, it makes sense to sit down and just review your assets, review the titling of your assets, make sure that if there are any law changes that affect you, that those have been incorporated. I do think it's important to make sure that the documents that you need are accessible, that others that you've entrusted to be a medical, make medical decisions or financial decisions, that's great but they need to know that those are your wishes. So it's really important to, to to let them know. If not the details, you don't want to tell people who you did or didn't pick as guardians or trustees. But if you can at least tell them where the, that information is, either in your house or you have it on, online, or if you've worked with a professional, the names of those people, so valuable to have and to have that information ahead of time. And then, like I said, I, I'd probably recommend reviewing it at least every couple of years, because life just changes and, and circumstances change. Right. Now, in addition to, to this, this has been great, some great information about the four pieces we should have put together. And I love how you, uh, I'm going to use that quote, the, that age is an opportunity. I love that. So what other pieces of advice would you give to our listeners joining us today and, and just how to prepare for the unexpected in life? Yeah, I you know, I just think the reality is, Impact is not optional. We can't choose whether or not to make an impact in the lives of our our children, our families, 
our jobs, our communities. And so if impact isn't optional, let's at least be intentional about it. And so that means it takes just a little bit of time and effort. I can't tell you how much easier it is on families to effectuate someone's wishes than it is to make make decisions. And I see so many situations where someone didn't take that little bit of time and effort to express what their wishes are, and it creates all sorts of levels of consternation and conflict and trouble inside of families. I can't tell you how many families I've heard where people say, well, dad told me this and someone else, no, 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 mom said this. No, no, no. They never would have said this or that. And oftentimes it's not that people are are bad or wrong, or uh, they may have just heard different things at different times or in different circumstances and when there's a lack of clarity, that's when you, you see a rise in conflict. And so even if there are hard decisions that need to be made or choices that need to be made, if there's clarity in, in the expression of those, it goes a long way towards um, maintaining relationship. And, and unfortunately, I see too many people who they, there are a few hard decisions that need to be made or things that need to be addressed, and they don't, they don't do that. And it just creates a cascade of, of, of problems down the road. And so I think just making your desires and intentions known, again, whether it's, you know, what are your feelings on being an, an organ or tissue donor? What are your issues, you know, thoughts on end of life? What do you want to do with personal property? Who do you want taking care of minor or disabled children? Who do you want to be in charge of funds? Where do you want to see those used? It does take just a tiny bit of effort, but I can tell you on the backside, those families that are intentional have the greatest opportunity to continue to preserve, maintain, and and grow a relationship long-term. Absolutely. Now, David, a, a token question that we have here on Holly's Highlights is, if you could go back and encourage, inspire, or equip yourself as a child, what would you tell your young self? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I I would say this, I think there's, you know, you hear the adage and people always talk about, you know, do what you love. And part of that is knowing obviously what you love and and who you are. But, But I would also say love what you do. And I think so often people feel like they're in a situation in life or circumstance where it's not what they want to be doing. It's not what they love. And so it ends up becoming a drag and a drain, but I've seen people, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what, what life circumstance they're in. Uh, they could be facing a tremendous illness or disability. They could be facing a career situation or financial issue. Um, they may be doing what we would consider to be a very basic or even menial job. If they love what they do, it's transformative. And so I think for me, it was a process of trying to figure out who I was and in light of what everyone else was telling me. Um, and so I do think it's important to try to understand who, who are you? What do you value? What do you believe? And let that drive. But at the same time, in the moment that you're in and whatever circumstance you're in, love what you're doing, whether that's being a parent or working a, um, you know, a really basic job or uh, being a mentor to someone. That at the end of the day makes all the difference. So much wisdom in that. Absolutely. Now, I'm sure as a result of learning from you today that there are some listeners realizing they have some things that they need to get in order. So where can our listeners connect with you? Yeah, we have a firm here in Salt Lake. We actually work with people all over 
the, the U.S. Um, on, on estate planning issues. Our website is uh, www.yorkhowell.com, Y-O-R-K-H-O-W-E-L-L.com. We also have some resources on there. Um, one of the, if you go to our, I think it's our resources tab, there's a thing called Estate Planning Essentials. It's just a little booklet that kind of goes through and explains a lot of this. You know, what's a will? What's a trust? Who's a guardian? What's a trustee? Um, and actually provides a lot of just real great basic information on medical and financial powers of attorney and those things. And that's just a free resource we have on our site. So probably through our website is the, the best way. Wonderful. What a valuable resource. I'll make sure to include that in our show notes too for listeners. Now, thank you so much, David, for taking time to share with us today and, and help us be a little bit more ready for the unexpected things in life. We sure do appreciate and value your time. Yeah, anytime. It was great chatting. Thank you for joining me on this journey of life. I hope that today's highlight has been encouraging, inspiring, and equipping so you can go out and live your life full of purpose. I'd be honored if you'd take a moment to leave a review, or better yet, subscribe. We can also stay in touch by joining my email list at hollycurby.com. That's H-O-L-L-Y-C-U-R-B-Y.com. Until next time, make it a great day for a great day.